Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Ken Deans, CIO at Chesapeake Regional Medical Center. In this segment, Deans talks about the concept of leading by example, what he believes hospitals can learn about customer service from Ritz-Carlton, and the advice from a high school teacher he still carries with him. I just wanted to talk about uh, your strategy when it comes to, to leadership and um, the Keeping keeping the staff engaged and um, you know kind of uh, what what leaders do or, or can do to kind of get people to reach their full potential and uh, just some of your thoughts on uh, your strategies in that area. So I'd say first and foremost, you know maybe I'll start with me and then we can talk about the the broader staffing and, and drive and all of that. Um, You know, I'd say I came up the ranks uh, working in information technology, first in the Department of Defense uh, arena and then ultimately in healthcare. I graduated to leadership roles through starting, um, you know, in the trenches, if you will. Uh, So, you know, my first job was uh, graveyard shift, computer operator uh, during my freshman year of college. You know, in that time, it was Honeywell mini mainframes that I worked on, so we've advanced quite a ways since that time uh, in the technology space. Um, So I've seen both sides, both quote-unquote management and non-management, and I think my personal style or what I've strived for is the simple model that, you know, I wouldn't expect anyone to do anything that I either haven't done or wouldn't myself do. So I think, you know, for me, that's a, it's a different way of, of trying to say, you know, the model that I ascribe to uh, or subscribe to is, you know, leadership by example. Um, so I, I think that's the top level. And then I would tell you throughout my career, there's, you know, dozens of, of observations that I've made, mantras that I've had. And I don't know why it was. It was not something that was instructed to me. I, I think it was. It was probably natural. Um, but I've just observed people most of my life. I, you know, I remember lessons back from even my grade school with just the greatest teachers. You know, that I had um, in grade school. And I've always tried to watch and see what people do and observe them. Uh, replicate the things that they've done that I think work or worked for me that I that I felt was quite successful, um, and then not replicate those things that did not work or that I did not perceive to be strong and robust. So, you know, with that kind of uh, initial mindset, I think that's the first key is you know uh, lead by example. Um, and then, you know, as you go from there, I think your people need um, someone who understands them. So, you know, I've been in situations where I've had leaders that um, coming up through my career that really had no real perspective related to the technology itself, um, even though they were the, the technology leader at that time. And so I observed that, and I, and I remember the frustrations I had during those times. So I've tried to remain as current with the technology piece, um, even through the years as I've moved more into the business realm and the business world. And so just because I know that's important to those who are, you know, in the day-to-day configuring routers, building database scripts, uh, et cetera. So 
you know, it's not as easy as it once was. I think in the old days, you know, we could have a pretty round sphere of knowledge and know a lot about a lot uh, 25 years ago. Uh, but as technologies advance, you know, you can pick a particular segment of technology and be, you know, serve in the capacity of a database administrator for an entire career these days. Um, back in the early days, we kind of had to know a little bit of programming. We had to understand infrastructure. We had to understand network uh, processes and protocols. Um, and you can't really do that so much today. Um, that said, I do try to keep around knowledge of um, you know, a little bit about everything. And that way, you know, I'm, I'm at least somewhat versed on, on the various capacities. So I think that's the me part. But honestly, most of the leadership is not about the, the me part. Um, I would tell you it's really about uh, the collective we. And so um, I think you have to start by hiring good people. I had the, the fortune of probably... I don't know, um, eight, ten years ago, it was at uh, one of our formal conferences that we have each year, um, I had the opportunity to meet a leader from the Ritz-Carlton, and they gave a presentation, and I, I chatted with the gentleman a little bit afterwards, and they talked about how the Ritz-Carlton has a mystique uh, of what they do, and that's with some intention. And so every employee in that organization is empowered to provide excellent service. In fact, they have an obligation to it. Um, you know, for example, I don't know if you've ever stayed in a Ritz-Carlton. I have not, but I've, I've talked to folks who have. Um, and what I'm told is, for example, you check into a Ritz-Carlton, there's a bowl of fruit. And so um, you, while you're there on your first day or your first visit, might eat more bananas than you do apples. Um, or vice versa. Well, the Ritz-Carlton apparently keeps a database of most of your activity, which kind of sounds a little bit spooky, but it's all service-oriented uh, in nature. And so what will happen is the next day when your room is reset or even that afternoon when they refresh that bowl of fruit, there will be more bananas than there are apples because they knew that that's what you, your preference was. And so they keep track of that. And uh, the next time you check in, the same thing. They won't completely remove the apples because, you know, you might change or right. on one trip it might be you, next trip your family's with you. So I found that fascinating. And, yeah. and the point yeah. in that is it also relates to the individuals within that organization. So if someone who is passing you by in the hallway that works in food services notices or observes or you indicate that you have an issue with your HVAC, for example, that person is now the owner of that issue, even though they themselves don't have the technical capability to improve your air conditioning system. Cradle to grave, they have responsibility to make sure that's taken care of uh, for you. And so I, I really found that interesting. So we, we asked the, in the Q&A, we asked the, um, the leader from the Ritz-Carlton, they said, well, that's, that is great, but, you know, how do you ensure that every employee uh, works to achieve that same outcome, no matter where they're at within your organization? And the response was this that has always stuck with me. It's that um, we don't believe that we can put into you what God didn't. And I don't think they meant that from a perspective of, 
of religious context. What they meant is either a person is driven or a person is not. So I think back to the leadership model, it's incumbent upon us as leaders to hire the right candidates to begin with um, because either a person is driven or a person is not. That's not something that you can influence and it's not something that you can change. And so if you hire driven folks, you know, irrespective of their current technical acumen, they will probably be able to achieve anything you ask of them um, because that's who they are inside. So I think on the leadership side, we have to try to hire uh, those similar type folks out of the gate. Once we do that, we lead by example. We, you know, um, set clear, concise goals. Um, driven people are going to want to achieve great things. And I think, you know, I, I heard a, a coach of a football team once say that, you know, we aim for, for perfect. You strive for perfection. Even if you fall a little bit short, you might still achieve greatness. And so that's what we're all after because, yeah. you know, in healthcare, we want every outcome to be perfect. So, but you've got to have the right team for that. Once you have that team, you know, you become one of the team members. Everything we do is about we. It's not about I. Um, and that's the difference of good teams and, and, and not so great teams. Um, and so um, you've got to put a lot of focus there. You know, we, we do other fun stuff. You know, we, we have a pretty tough world that we're living in. I mean, we work in healthcare. If you think of healthcare as a whole, um, patients are actually customers. And so if you think of yourself as a customer, when you go buy a new car or you go to Best Buy and buy that new big screen TV, you're excited when you go in, you're excited when you come out, you know, I guess maybe except you get that first car payment and then sometimes you got a little bit of remorse. But in general, you're, you're happy making those purchases or being a customer. With few exceptions, you know, maybe for labor and delivery, maternity, um, most exceptions, people don't come to healthcare for, for happy reasons. So we have to be cognizant of that. And so a lot of times we as caregivers or care providers, no matter our profession within the healthcare model, um, we carry a lot of that with us, you know, because we, we're around it, we see it every day. Um, so you have to recognize that uh, it's a special type of people who um, attempt to work in, in health care irrespective of their discipline. And so, you, you know, one of the other things I try to do is inject a little bit of, quote, unquote, fun in the workplace uh, humor. You know, there, there's a time to take care of business and then there's a time to, you know, decompress and, and have a little fun here and there uh, when it's appropriate and, and possible. Um, so, you know, I deploy little small techniques like that, um, and uh, I, I think folks appreciate that and they reciprocate. Um, but uh, it's not an easy, you know, uh, business model to be in, and uh, so I, I think it's important as a leadership tactic to always remain mindful of that and, uh, and, and try and ease that, that burden and stress a little bit uh, if you can. You know, and then IT in general, whether you're in healthcare or outside of healthcare, you know, you're also strapped to a, a pager uh, here or in this in the modern era, a cell phone, a smartphone these days, 24-7. Um, so I think we also have to be mindful that our staff are strapped to devices 24-7 and we're always on call. We're always, you know, um, waiting and ready uh, to be available for the next need. 
And um, so, so you gotta you gotta find ways to compensate for that. And uh, but I, I think at the end of the day, um, there's change done to me versus change done by me, and that's you know really kind of digging over into change management. Uh, but I think it applies to to uh, staff across the organization as well. You got you got to be mindful of that, um, and um, you know navigate accordingly uh, to compensate for that. So. You know, I think lead by example, um, aim for perfection, um, and all the, the aspects that come along with that. Make sure you've got the right team in place that are there for the right reasons. Um, we, we want folks who want to achieve things, not just to, to, to be there for the position. Um, and then really just to some degree, you know, seem real and seem human uh, to your staff. The, the reality of it is, you know, the higher you escalate in roles and positions in your career, no matter what it is, um, folks are going to look, listen, uh, and perceive you differently. And there's not, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do that. Every word you say has a, a little more power uh, and effect um, for each higher level position you attain in an organization. So I think as a leader, you got to be mindful of that. Um, but I think you need to make sure you don't lead from behind the desk. You need to lead, you know, with uh, with the folks in the trenches. At least that's my style, um, and I think that's been an effective style. Um, but uh, I think that's kind of my mental model um, in a quick nutshell. Yeah, it's really interesting because it's something that where you know, like you said, you've you've uh, observed so much, uh, you know, over the years and, and incorporate pieces here and there. And it's uh, like many things, it is that this ever-changing uh, kind of model. But, um, you know, it seems like uh, you found a combination uh, that, that works. So that's, that's, uh, that's always important. You know, I, I feel like one of the luckiest people alive. I, you know, I, I genuinely, I've had some really great uh, mentors throughout most of my life. You know, obviously starting with my parents, uh, and seeing some of the the things they've done, um, but going into grade school, you know, I, I have a, things that I still carry with me from the fourth grade. I had a high school, you know, band director that once asked the question, you know, what's the difference between a good musician and a great musician? And to which, you know, all of us had various answers. Um, and then he went on to explain that the difference is is that a good musician practices it until they get it right whereas a great musician practices it till they can't get it wrong so I've, ca I've carried things like that with me you know and you know it applies you know shouldn't we all strive to be great musicians in everything that we do um, so both in my you know my back to even elementary grade school all the way through my professional career I've just I've been very fortunate to have a lot of really incredible or what I perceive to be incredible leaders, um, and and I you know I I think there's no shame in it. I, I've stolen a lot from all of them, so yeah, um, yeah it's just kind of been my way. Yeah, I think that that's what we're meant to do <laughs> to keep to keep passing that along. So that's yeah, for sure. Well, I could um, I could talk to you for a lot longer, but I know I've already taken up a lot of your time, and um, I really want to thank you. I, I know we have we've. There's uh, always more to talk about, so I'd love to uh, catch up with you again down the road. But, um, yeah, I just uh, thank you so much for, for taking some time and talk about everything you're working on and, and giving your insights. It's, uh, it's really appreciated. 
Yeah, no, thanks for uh, thanks for asking. Uh, it's a it's a community effort for sure in healthcare. We're we're big, but we're not that big. So uh, it's uh, it's always good to to talk to others that are doing the same. So pre- appreciate your time as well. All right. Well, thank you, and um, yeah, look forward to to catching up with you again. And um, yeah, enjoy the rest. Enjoy your week, and uh, good luck with everything. Yes, thanks. You too. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.